Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 52 of Film Focus, The Avengers Infinity War, spoiler-free review. day to you, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East and West, and welcome to Film Focus. I am your host, Hypersonic 55 and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion, and oh boy, today we have the episode I've been wanting to do for ages, I mean proper ages, this is bigger than Star Wars Episode 8, this is bigger than Black Panther, this is bigger than anything in the history of life, I'm talking about Avengers Infinity War. My goodness, this ride... You know, leading up to this moment, 10 years of Marvel Cinematic Universe goodness, and we're here. We're here, I've seen the film, but I'm not the only one that's seen the film. Once again, I'm being joined by the most delightful man I have had the privilege of, like, you know, is it meeting on the internet and doing reviews with on this podcast, my good friend Drew. Hey, how's it going? <sighs> all good, all good. Um, are you excited to talk about this film today? Dude, I am pumped. Like I've been, yeah, ten years, man. This has been a long time coming. So, um, before we get into, you know, was it Infinity War? Um, I will say up front that this is going to be spoiler-free. We are going to keep this, like, you know, as clean as possible because I need you to see this film. Like, you know, was it no spoilers? Uh, if you can try to avoid seeing as much of the marketing as possible, going in fresh will give you the best experience possible. Um, but also before we get into the review, like, uh. What are you? What's your like? You know, general thoughts on the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far, Drew? Like the like the thing as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, it is um, huge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a juggernaut, basically, the only way to say it. Like, it is uh, it's a, it's amazing that it's even happened like this much, and gotten as big as it has. Like Kevin Feige and everything that he and his crew at Marvel have done is just jaw dropping yeah and crazy like to think that like the idea of a shared universe is like no one ever would have even thought that was possible and then here we are after you know 2008 dropped iron man and then 10 years later like everything we, we've had what 18 movies in 10 years and it's just insane yeah definitely i mean just back in phase one when we were just the concept of an avengers film you know was just absurd to me at the time and it was very exciting but now you have so many characters so many different worlds and the landscape of you know just the superhero genre has changed so much since the mcu has become a thing and it's just like it feels like a delightful time to be alive that all this stuff is happening oh it just makes me so happy and the lead up to this film has just been insane so many uh, so much hype so much promise um, finally getting to see like you know Thanos in his big old glory uh, man I'm starting to get giddy just thinking about it right now um, <laughs> so yeah keep it together we gotta, we gotta, we gotta finish this off first yeah <laughs> you are right my friend so um, basically what we'll do is uh, standard format for how we do reviews on like you know the film focus podcast we'll talk about story 
characters presentation and then our overall thoughts at the end and um yes i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be going a little off script today just because um as much notes as i've written uh, because of the nature of the film and how much stuff is happening, I'm going to have to be swiving and swerving around just trying to say these things in a you know, cohesive manner. And I might blow up. So, you know, there is that. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into that story. So, uh, the basic premise of Avengers Infinity War is quite simple. We have our big main bad guy, Thanos, who was teased back at the end of Avengers. And he is on this mission to get these glowing stones, known as the Infinity Stones, stick them in a gauntlet and basically cause chaos for the entire universe. And it's up to our heroes, the Avengers, and a few other Marvel heroes dotted about in various locations to come together and stop him. And that's, simple. that's as, as, as simple as you can get it. Um, there is obviously a lot more details to that, but you know, going into that would you know ruin the experience for the actual story itself. But... What I will say is that for the story itself, Marvel had been saying, you know, everybody at Marvel, like, you know, the Russo brothers, Kevin Feige and some of the other actors involved had been saying that this was Thanos' story, that this was a film that was going to be dark, would feature a lot of, like, you know, heavy story material. It would have ramifications. There would be, you know, all these sort of, like, you know, is it bullet points that they would cover and... I was just so surprised that they committed to it 100% and gave such a incredible and unexpected, you know, story. Um, what did you think of the story as a whole, Drew? Um, I think it was great. I mean, my jaw within the first 10 minutes, my jaw was on the ground. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's got to say something, and it. I don't think it ever lifted the entire entire time. Um, I mean, it, just to be able to start that way. And make you make the audience go, holy crap! Like right in the beginning, like you know that the rest is gonna be good. Yeah, like literally those uh, opening minutes literally set the tone for the rest of the film, and from there, it is literally just a roller coaster of emotions. One of my favorite things about most Marvel films is their ability to like you know, is it balance you know the uh, seriousness with like you know, is it the humor and all that? And there is the right amount of levity when needed, but the darkness when it comes it hits you like a brick in the face and the way in which it transpires there's just so much surprise and shock and it's just like I mean I guess this is like the sort of natural progression of the MCU and I feel like it's matured in a way that they can do these sort of things with these characters and storylines and I was just like they're doing it they're really doing it and I'm I'm in a very just surprised and happy place right now absolutely like as much as I loved uh Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that was probably like my biggest gripe I had with that film is that it's and it's a hard thing to say, but it, it was almost too funny. Yeah, which me being like comedy is one of my favorite genres, right? Okay. So to say that it, like it hurts almost, but it, it like that one I think had a hard time balancing when to be funny and when to be serious. Yeah. So like it just always went okay, we're gonna be funny here all the time. So like some of the big moments in Thor three really where well, they should have you know took a step back and let it be more a little more serious they didn't really do that in that one but in here yeah like you said like it just it did a fine job of being funny when it needed to be so kind of like like guardians or iron man or most of the other ones really um like finding that good tune between the between the two of those was fantastic 
Oh yeah, definitely, man. Um, one of the things I also liked was the uh, connective tissue between this and all the other previous like Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Um, mm-hmm. Because even going back to Phase 1, there are so many references, big and small, and some that come in an expected manner and some that just come out of complete left field. I just like the fact that um, one of the issues that I had with... Uh, it's a minor nitpick, but say when you got to Phase 2, there were certain times where if you went to, say, films like Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World and then went to Avengers 2 there were certain like characteristic traits or story elements that just were either ignored or just didn't translate between the films so there's certain connective tissue between the films that just never you know felt like it was there but this film acknowledged everything that came beforehand and there is one one scene yeah. where someone shows up which oh my gosh when i saw it i lost my mind I thought this. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm being yeah, just, yeah, come back, buddy. Yeah, come yeah. back. Let's not get too. I know. I know. Yeah. Easy there. Um, but literally, it was like one of the most um, crowd-pleasing moments for me, and I think a number of other people in the cinema. It was subtle, but you could feel the in the room like it reverberated. It's like, oh my gosh, look at that! So it's one of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Russos and Kevin Feige and all those people just found a really great way of just tying everything together so that if you're a long-term fan who's been following these films for so long, it you have such great payoff for so many of these like individual moments, you know, again, whether they be big or small. Yeah, like, that's... it. It really is like like I I've said and I probably will say a couple times again that this is really a culmination of the last ten years of their movies. Yeah. But it truly honestly is because every single movie and almost almost every single character from every single film is somehow either in it or referenced in some way, and to really bring all those threads together is again just mind-boggling and just the the way they were written to have to do that, it's so so impressive. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty maddening, and like, um, I also just enjoyed, um, even though the the film was really serious, I also enjoyed the humour in this film, so many great funny Mm -hmm. moments, whether it be, you know, just basic conversation, some of these uh, new characters interacting with each other for the first time, or, you know, just seeing certain people, you know, come back to see each other for the first time, but even in the midst of some of these fight sequences, you have, like, really good humorous moments, um, and... I love going to Marvel films to laugh, but um, sometimes it's just when you don't expect the humor and it just comes in like, you know, just such a fun and vibrant manner. It's just really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like some of the combination of characters that they put together. Yeah, yeah. Like, early on, like, they give you Tony Stark, you know, as Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Wong, and then Bruce Wayne. Or Bruce Wayne, holy crap. Uh, Bruce Banner. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. As, you know, with, with Hulk. And, uh, Put those two, and then later Spider-Man comes in. But to to see like Tony and Strange working together was and their interaction was so much fun. And it just like throughout the movie, like like later on, it was just you know uh, Stark, Strange, and Spider-Man. Um, but then you also had you know a lot of the, all the Guardians obviously were in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but then but then like two they kind of broke apart a little bit. So yeah, but so yeah, Thor, Rocket, and Groot together, and and to see Thor kind of connect with rocket in a way yeah yeah was, was really cool um 
you know, like in the second half of the movie, yeah, Cap, Widow, Falcon, and then eventually uh, Vision, Wanda, and Black Panther, of course, and to have them kind of working together again. After seeing what they did in Civil War and the comeback together, I mean, like you knew it was going to happen. Like, yeah, like Civil War changed stuff, but you knew that the heroes were going to come back and work together. Yeah. So to see that kind of just be able to pick up and be in there, like, yeah, we're friends again, uh, was really enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, do you have any, like, you know, was it, uh, you know, anything about the story that you didn't like? Because for me, I, I've only seen the film once, so there's certain things I can't really pick apart. I've sort of heard online that there's some people that complained about the, uh, the length of the film, the fact that, you know, was it you hop around a lot, checking on different characters at different points, because um, there's so much stuff going on in the story and, um, you know, certain characters not getting, you know, certain amount of screen time. Um, some of these, you know, was it, I guess, a nitpick slash issue for certain people? I can see why they are a problem. But for me, I didn't feel the uh, length of the film at all. I feel like it moved at a pretty swift pace. And while you did hop around a lot, considering the amount of stuff that was happening in the story, I feel like it came together in a really, really solid manner, really. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, like, I guess that was kind of one of my problems with Guardians 2, just kind of the way, they, the way they split up. Yeah. But that was kind of, like, something different. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for it's it's balanced. I, I feel it's balanced for how many characters there are. Yeah. Um, and for the time that's there. I mean, not so I, I say balanced in time, but we also kind of talked about it a little earlier, but it was, that's why I wanted to bring this up quick. But I feel like it was also balanced in tone. Like, it, it, it found that, that thing where it could be serious, but then also be humorous and it you know it, it it did that well but then to come back to the time uh yeah i mean like yeah it bounced back and forth but it's just kind of like the, the the nature of this kind of a movie because with having such such a large cast and split up into what like three four squads it's at, at some point yeah like you're gonna have to bounce around and there's gonna be some time in between like where you see here other characters without with uh like outside of large stretches of time uh, especially, well, also, that's, like, that's not including Thanos' stuff, because Thanos also kind of had his own plot during all the hero stuff, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there, there, was a, there there's a lot of stuff to look at, but it's, what, two and a half hours almost? And, it yeah, I definitely did not feel that at all, and I felt like it got everything that it needed to say or do done in that time, and it, and it did it well. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, like, at certain points, I was just thinking to myself... I could watch more. I could literally be stuck here for at least another like half an hour just to see, you know, just I guess additional details or scenes or you know expanded upon. But you know, obviously, films can only go on for so long before like you know people's butts get tired. So, uh... <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm, kind of glad, I'm glad that they didn't too because I think that they told just enough story, especially for Thanos. Like there's a, there's still a lot to be expanded on for him. Yeah, and I almost think that it's better to have that reserved for Avengers four. Oh yeah, just to give it all right now. Yeah, definitely, man. So yeah, I think that's like it. You know, was it pretty much a good uh, clarification of the story material? So uh, let's move on to uh, the characters and good gravy. <laughs> There's so many people in this film. It's bloody insane. Criminy. Obviously, I'm not gonna go through the entirety of every person in the film because that that would take too long. Um, but yeah, who would you say is your uh, highlights? Uh, you know, out of the cast, obviously, you know, being as broad as possible. Uh, definitely Thanos. Um, I mean, like M- the MCU has had a villains problem, and this has been brought up 
probably since Iron Man, honestly, or at least probably at least the end of Phase One when it kind of realized that they had this problem. Yeah. Like like he's no Loki or Killmonger, but he definitely is up there. He's probably my number three villain in the MCU right now. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. He he yeah. I mean he he was treated almost like a main character. Like he got the development that he needed. He we we got a look at a little bit like a taste of his backstory and to a, a peek behind his motivate motivations yeah can't speak right now (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah like what he got and uh was awesome and and i can't wait to see what happens with him in four avengers four oh yeah like um everyone uh, that was working on this film said that this was thanos's story and Mm -hmm. um Obviously, sometimes people say that this film focuses on, like, you know, is it A, B, or C person? And, you know, to a degree it does, but sometimes it doesn't have that same sort of payoff. But, my goodness, Thanos was so interesting and layered and just had a lot more going on with him than I expected. Um, What I liked about him is that he had a clear and simple goal, and he went about executing his plan with conviction and passion. And he was smart, and he was calculated... And uh, he was a pretty complex guy. Um, but I also just liked when, you know, this guy, you know, committed to something. He could be very aggressive and intimidating. You're just like, no, mate, I- I'm out. Like, you know, is it if you if you were telling me, oh, yeah, go up against Thanos, like, you know, I'm going to jump off the bridge. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. But, yeah, like, I really enjoyed um, seeing, uh, you know, hearing Josh Brolin's, like, you know, was it voice? He, he committed, like, uh, to that role pretty well. And I know that he obviously did motion capture, but... You know, the way in which that character was formed and, like, you know, learning about his backstory, how it ties to, like, you know, is it um, someone else in the film and all that kind of stuff. He was just great, and I was just enamored by him. I really was. Uh, He was a great character, and I think was it... He really does steal the show uh, whenever he's on screen. In terms of the heroes, I'm just going to go through the people that I really liked because every person, for the most part, gets their time to shine in this film. Um, but there's definitely some that get, like, you know, is it more screen time than others? Firstly, there's uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. My gosh. I've loved this guy since, like, you know, obviously Iron Man number one. And um, while obviously his character's gone through, like, you know, is it a fairly up and down kind of roller coaster of, you know, being a good guy but making a heck of a lot of mistakes, um, I feel like he's. He did so many great things in this film, having to do so much, um, still being his sort of like Tony Stark kind of like self, but also, you know, sticking his neck on the line when, you know, shit hit the fan, basically. And I thought he just, he was just really good and incredible, and he had like, you know, a lot of great screen time with some of the other people that he uh, interacted with, and, you know, obviously, uh, Downey Jr. now has this like roll down to a T, so... uh, I knew he was going to do well, but I didn't expect this character to have like as much impact as he did in the film. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I-, I like that he very clearly had that still was in that leadership role of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, especially with like Spider-Man and, and kind of trying to be like, no, no, I got this, and like, and just like, you know, trying to he he put he put himself in front of Spider-Man as kind of like a protective figure, I guess. You know, like so he he clearly has like is looking out for others and so yeah like he may be cocky and arrogant but he does have noble intentions in his heart which is good to see and one of the more subtle things i guess i don't know i don't know if you notice this or not but uh i like how he's still kind of shaken up about the battle of new york 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because that was a huge, you know, the major plot point of of Iron Man three, of him kind of getting over his PTSD from that whole experience of you know fighting aliens and flying in space and all that. But he kind of brings it up. It's like I've been thinking about this for six years or whatever he says. So like it's still very clearly in his in his mind that that uh, <laughs> that he's not over it yet, and he still has kind of some, like lingering issues from the battle. Oh heck yeah! Like um, that was one of my favorite parts. Um, just when that you know was brought up, I'm like, yes, connective tissue. Like you know, just um, reminding the audience, like you know, if you did forget that this was a thing, and it, I guess like you know, a major event like that, if it did happen to like you know yourself, you wouldn't forget it like you know anytime soon. I also really like Chris Evans as like you know Captain America, who well, more Steve Rogers now um, because of like you know the fallout of a uh, civil war and all that, but. I enjoyed where his character has gone since the uh, previous film, how he's like, you know, stuck with his, like, uh, his allies, and how he comes back into the story and has all these really great moments. He's still, like, you know, the great, like, you know, is it super soldiers that we know and love, but obviously certain things have transpired, which has put him in the position that he's in right now, but he was great. He just had some really great moments. I was like, oh, Steve, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think I was more happy with kind of like his support. Like I guess like that like his entire group in general, like him, Widow, Falcon. Like I like I don't know, I, I don't think I have too much more to say at this point, just because we we've seen them so many times. Oh yeah. Right now, and so we kind of know who they are, and so everything that that they did in there uh, was kind of like up to par with what I expected from them. Oh yeah. Like both the actors and and the characters story wise. Yeah, sure, um, but one of my favorites though is was definitely Spider-Man. Oh like, heck yeah! I mean, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this to you before, but Spider-Man is like my favorite superhero, right? Yeah. So yeah. to have to, to have him kind of have such a presence in the film, ugh, I was so happy. Did <laughs> like, that just have him front and center? Well, maybe not. Maybe slightly askew from the center because Tony was in front. But um, you know, to, to have him kind of play such a big part of the story, uh, I was like, so happy. I know, like I mean, literally. Yeah, go on. Sorry. I mean, especially with um. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his on the actor's name. Um, oh, uh, who's Tom Holland? Yeah, duh. Yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah. Especially because I love I love his Spider-Man so much. Yeah. Um, I, I can never have enough of that. So to have him kind of have a huge part in the story was okay. Okay, in my book. Definitely, man. Like from his first appearance, I'm like, I got so giddy. And then every moment he was on screen, I was just so happy. Uh, you know, whether he's talking to people or he's in like some of these combat scenes, which were like you know really creatively done. Oh, Spidey was just bringing joy to my life. <laughs> um, someone else I also really liked was uh, Doctor Strange as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I found it interesting how his character progressed from his film to where he was now, and he he has some really great moments in the film. Obviously, with him having an Infinity Stone of his own, he's front and center in this film, but what they did with his character was just fab. I was just having such a good time. It was just cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, with him, I think I like how they kind of showed how he's mastered, or at least grown, in the mystic arts since his movie. Cause I, I think his movie is one of the ones where we're not sure exactly where it falls in the timeline. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like right now, like there's no strict timeline. Um, Feige has said that eventually they they want to put one out. They just haven't yet. 
but at least in, the, in a lot of the other ones, there like there's there's references to stuff that happens and like X amount of months later, X amount of years later, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, and, like there's none of that in Strange. Um, so we don't know exactly how long he's been the Sorcerer Supreme, but just to see him kind of use more spells and maybe a little more complex spells and how he combines them together or works with these other heroes using those spells uh was a great progression of his character and easy an easy way to show how he's grown oh yeah definitely man um let's see i just want to highlight a few more other people before we go into the presentation side of things um we'll see um i enjoyed seeing uh more of scarlet witch and vision seeing the progression of like Mm -hmm. where they went from uh you know civil war to now obviously if you're aware of the comic book source material you understand like you know is it where this relationship goes but i just enjoyed seeing it play out and um seeing what they've been up to since civil war and uh the nature of their relationship in this film and how it gets tested because of like you know obviously thanos trying to come along and (laughs) take that infinity store (laughs) stone away from like you know vision's head yeah it just came out some of the stuff that they were you know dealing with came out was unexpected for me basically mm-hmm. uh, but i did enjoy it um some good stuff the performance was really solid and um there was definitely some stakes for that relationship yeah and th- and again like that like there was, that was kind of teased about in civil war about their relationship um so we've had i think this is like roughly two years after civil war maybe a little more on that so they clearly had some time for their re- yeah. re- relationship to kind of grow so like we don't need to see that, especially with everything else that's going on in this movie. Like we don't need to see kind of how their relationship like grows. So just kind of like plop us back in there, or like not back in there, but like in, into the relationship and kind of like yeah, like these are, are where they're at now. I don't think that was a huge uh, stretch. So I kind of like how they just kind of just like, but like yes, they're here. This is what they are now. Here's what they're doing. I thought that was a good. I thought that was a good segue. Definitely. Um, I also really like Gamora as well. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that she would have, like, you know, was it a uh, presence in this film, but I didn't expect it to be of the degree that it was. And I really enjoyed seeing, like, you know, was it Zoe Zaldana in this role? Um, you know, in a role definitely more significant. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that, but she, she was really good. Along with the rest of the Guardians as well. Like, those guys are just fab. Drax, as usual, is just killing me with his humor. Oh my gosh! I mean, I can't say, but there's certain moments where the guy just kills it. Just some of his dialogue and some of the stuff that he does, and uh, like you said before, the relationship between like you know, was it Thor and like you know, was it uh, Rocket and Groot? Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and Groot. Yeah, they 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 just had like this really interesting like dynamic, and um, I feel like they found a way to bring Thor back to I guess a little bit more of the uh, I guess pre Ragnarok kind of phase where there's still a little bit more seriousness to him um but he still has like you know those comedic moments that like you know made ragnarok so good mm-hmm. um and when he throws down as well good gravy man <laughs> some of the stuff he was pulling off whoo oh yeah but yeah everyone in this film like when they you know had their screen time they were really good i also liked um the henchmen of thanos i don't know what the name of those guys are called was it the black order or the, the or- black order yeah Oh, okay, cool, cool, got a first try. Um, <laughs> I found those guys pretty good as well. In some cases, some of them as villains, I found more compelling than some of the villains that we've had in some of the MCU films as well. Just in terms of they aren't explored like you know very deeply, but they have presence, they have clear motivations, and you know they cause trouble for the heroes in very 
noteworthy ways. Um, and I really like those guys. They were pretty, pretty scary. Yeah, I think that's actually, like, the Black Order is kind of, like, my least favorite part of this film. Oh, really? Uh, because, yeah, well, just because they, they do fall back into the more stereotypical MCU villains that we have. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, like I, like, I understand that they can't all be, like, a Thanos or Loki, and I've made that argument about several villains several yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, they barely even kind of explain them at all. Like, I mean, I, I know who they are and about them, but, I mean, outside of, like, Ebony Maw, like, I don't think they even named or said their names, like, once. And that was like, when Thanos, like, after, like, something happened to him, like, Thanos brought it up. Like, you said the other, you got the Black Order the name on the first try. Like, could you name the other, like, the four members of the Black Order? No, you're right. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, they, they don't even say any, like, say them at all. Like, like um, two of them are married, at least in the comics here. Like, that's they, they, they a thing, too, like... They call themselves the children of Thanos, and they kind of said that in the marketing material too. But so I don't, I don't know if that means like they're in the movies they're, they're his literal children, or if they just call themselves the children of Thanos. I think um, it's probably more name than anything else because that. Would I be think so too. Yeah. Some very strange siblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's so, that's fair. I mean, like I feel yeah. just for being, you know intimidating guys that gets in the way of the heroes and puts them in like harm's oh, way they were pretty a- solid absolutely like they clearly gave you know the heroes some some trouble which is what they needed to do and it's really all their purpose was was to kind of be there be an obstacle for the heroes and that's fine that's, that's not a big deal they just didn't do much with them or do as much as they could have i think yeah that's fair that's cool all right so let's move on to the presentation and uh this is definitely one of my favorite parts of the film, as they are with, I guess, a lot of Marvel films, because, um, you know, especially when it comes to the visual side of things, obviously you have, like, decades worth of, like, source material to borrow from and then adapt into film, but I find it all, it was always, it's always interesting how these filmmakers can take the source material, bring it to live action, but still find creative spins on what you know to be the way in which characters uh, fight and interact the camera work is very good in the sense that you get to see the majority of what's happening during some of these fight sequences and it's cool how you have pretty much a great variety of stuff from you know aerial combat to -to hand-to-hand stuff on the ground floor big old wars with clashing sides of like heroes and villains um you know some stuff to do with magic you know spidey webs like uh, giant flying donut based (laughs) friggin' machines, like, uh, you're on different planets with varying different (laughs) colour schemes. There is a lot going on with this film, and I was also surprised with the scope of it as well, because obviously we've been to space with the Guardians before, and, you know, with Thor to a degree as well, and, um, but this is the first film in a while that I feel has that sort of grand sense of scope uh, going from Earth into space, and it just felt like the stakes were a heck of a lot bigger um, and obviously they would have to be considering Thanos and like his abilities especially with that Infinity Gauntlet once he started attaining you know some of the stones of the stuff he was able to do criminy yeah absolutely that's probably one of my favorite things in this film is to see how yeah, Thanos yeah. used the gauntlet and used the power of the stones together and and how I don't want to say creatively but just the way he did it was really cool to kind of see like on screen and kind of like how this villain would use 
this almost infinite power to get what he wants. And some of the fights between like uh, the characters was really cool. Um, obviously, the big old war sequence in Wakanda was pretty great. Um, and I would say my only issues, I guess, with the film visually mm-hmm. is that since I saw the film in like uh, an IMAX screening, which was like uh, automatically 3D, um, some of these Marvel films have had an issue with like scenes that are shot at night um, being a lot darker in um, you know 3D. So uh, some of the scenes were a little dark for me, and I think they'd be I guess a little better um, you know in a 2D screening. But some of those scenes were a little dark, and during some of the action sequences, uh, some of the uh, camera movements were a little crazy and quick cutting and I know some people complained about like you know some of the shaky cam in um, what do you call it uh, Civil War during that sort of I guess opening fight sequence between like uh, Black Widow and some of those other guys that are working with crossbones but I feel like the shaky cam was sort of back and like uh, some of the action sequences were I wouldn't say incomprehensible but could have been shot in a more I wouldn't say stack manner but from a a little bit more further of a distance so like you know is it some of the fight scenes were a little bit more comprehensible but other than that everything else just looked great it had a very great look to it mm-hmm. um the cgi was great especially on thanos the amount of detail on him was insane the subtle stuff they were able to do with his facial details and the muscle uh details in his body i was sometimes it was just certain twitches or in his like arms or his veins and i'm like that is a heck of a lot of detail, but it's really good. Yeah, for sure. Like Thanos, like what just what they did with him in, in terms of his look was really cool. I wish he, he would have been in in his armor more. I mean, like because you can see in his trailers, like he isn't in, in his armor very very much, which is kind of disappointing because that's one of, that's one of the things yeah. that like kind of makes him stand out. Um, besides just being like a physical presence, to have him in this like battle armor that's re- it's very regal almost so to have him not in that was kind of disappointing yeah but yeah. yeah like you said like like with the motion capture on his face on brolin's face that they did and to get all that subtlety was beautiful so that was you know that was really cool so like you brought up the, the shaky cam like that's like one of my in general in in, in in movies like this shaky cam or really quick cutaways are like one of my pet peeves when it comes to movies yeah, yeah. So I did feel a little bit yeah. of that here with the shaky cam, but I don't think it was as bad as some of the other ones, like you said, like Civil War, or even Winter Soldier. Like that, it wasn't as bad as one of those. Um, and or like the cutaways weren't that great bad either. So I think I think it did good a good enough job of kind of keeping the camera tight and where it needed to be. Like like yeah, the, those elements were there of the of the cutaways and the and the shakiness, but. It, it's not as bad as as other films have been, so that kind of made me happy um, about that. It definitely could have been better, but the, 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 that's for me a personal preference. Like I don't like that camera at all. I like that technique. So that's yeah. That's after the Born kind of made that popular. I was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand that totally. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was the uh, the music from uh, Alan Silvestri because um, when I found out he was being brought back to uh, you know score the next two Avengers films, I was giddy because um, while it's been noted that obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe isn't like you know well known for the uh, music that's implemented in their films in the same way that you know you know the uh, main themes from uh, Batman or Superman or like you know even the new Wonder Woman film that came out recently like you know it, even though I consider that more of an extended jingle than an actual theme. 
once you hear it, you know exactly where it's from. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like the uh, standout, like you know, piece of music from the MCU is the uh, Avengers theme song. And oh, when and when they brought it in for the first trailer, um, I was like so overwhelmed with happiness because Alan Silvestri is one of my favorite film composers as well. Considering that he did like you know was it um, film scores also for Back to the Future and uh, Predator. Um, and I feel like he did a really great job with the music in this film as well, especially with the, again, implementation of the Avengers theme song in some of these really great heroic and just badass moments. Um, but he also just uh, did well at capturing, you know, some of these more darker, uh, aggressive or, like, you know, emotional moments as well. So I thought he did a really good job with the uh, film score. Yeah, I think his, his score in this film is strongest when it, when it's during the quieter moments. Yeah. Um. Like, definitely kind of when it needs to take a step back and not be so loud and boisterous and kind of just be, you know, low, maybe a little bit slow. Um, but, it, it, like, those moments where I, like I said, like, I think this is strongest in the film because it, it really kind of helps you, it helps bring that emotion across. Um, as much as, you know, his big stuff during the big action stuff, um, the, the, the low and quieter stuff is his best stuff in this film. Definitely, man. Um, all right, so I guess we'll get down to the uh, final thoughts then. In my opinion, Avengers: Infinity War is definitely one of my favorite like Marvel films to come out in a while, and I genuinely love like you know is it pretty much the the majority of the Marvel films, but I feel like this, depending on how many times more times that I see it, which will probably be like a good few more. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this might jump into my top five. It's definitely in the top ten, I think, reaching that top five location. Um, just because the story was... Story committed 100% to what it said it was going to do. Introduce Thanos and, like, you know, as it have major ramifications and shake-ups for the MCU going ahead. There was a lot of uh, twists and turns. Some stuff that you came to expect, some stuff that you didn't. So many crowd-pleasing, heck-yeah moments, but so many moments of what the hell and tragedy and there was at least one moment where I actually felt myself like you know might be you know tearing up a little bit um the film was an emotional roller coaster of like everything I wanted and when the film ended I don't know about your screening but everybody was so bloody quiet (laughs) um so yeah I just enjoyed this film thoroughly and uh while it has been said that you can jump into this film without having seen some of the, well, any of the previous Marvel films, I feel like you're doing yourself a massive disservice by, like, you know, ignoring, you know, some of these films because some of the payoffs that you get in this film can only be felt if you've, like, you know, been invested in this for as long as, like, some of us other fans have been. So mm. I love it. I, I had a good time with this film. Yeah, me too. Um,. I don't think it cracks my top three, because it's yeah. very hard to do it's in, in the MCU right now. But it's definitely up there as one of my favorites. So my Avengers is my number one favorite MCU film. Actually, probably one of, my, one of my favorite of all time. But the reason why I like it as an MCU film so much is because how it brought together Phase 1 and how it cl- how it closed it out in such a clean way. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel the same way about this one, only you know on a much larger scale. Um, like, even if you... so. Avengers 4 is probably obviously going to close out the Phase 3 and kind of like this first step. 
like I don't know where they're gonna go through after this because you can't go much bigger than what's gonna happen here, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of gonna be like the the cap of, of everything, the real cap, I guess you can call it that. <laughs> but this kind of like start of the 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 start of the end, um, if that makes sense. Like this really truly brings together everything we've seen over the last ten years, and I and. Yeah, I can't. can't. <laughs> I, I don't know what more else to say. I mean, it's just amazing, and yeah, I couldn't put it better myself. I mean, I was <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit of a hot mess afterwards, um, and I discussed it with my uh, sister, my cousin, a little while afterwards. We was talking about the film for at least a solid two hours um, after the film was over, and then we still had stuff to keep going on about. And this is definitely one of those sort of films that I feel like. Um, you might get like at least additional pieces of like information or stuff that you didn't notice the first time around um, just because there was a lot to take in so um, I'm assuming on like future viewings it may actually it may improve but yeah like uh, I I've seen people saying that this has like you know sort of Empire Strikes Back kind of uh, vibes to it and I can definitely see that but what can I what else can I say like this film was really good I understand that certain people may not like the utilization of certain characters but the cons in this film like are far outweighed by the pros. This film is just a really enjoyable time, and if you do get a chance to see it in a cinema, do do it, man. It's some good stuff. For sure. All right, um, and I think that's where we'll you know uh, cap it on this episode for the time being. Uh, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, as per usual. And if you have any thoughts on the film, please be sure to share them in the comment section below. Uh, did you like the film? Did you dislike it? How do you think it ranks against the other MCU films? Let us know in the comment section below or holler at us on Twitter. I am at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus 55 on Twitter. Or you can holler at me on the email thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. And uh, Drew, where can they holler at you? Uh, so I can be found on my blog at Drew's Movie Reviews, um, which is the URL's drewreviewmovies.wordpress.com. Uh, can be found on Twitter at Drew to the Future, um, as well as on uh, Facebook at Drew's Movie Reviews. Lovely jubbly. And yeah, that's just uh, going to cap it off for this episode of Film Focus. Thank you so much for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.